0: Hello, everyone. I'm Harvey Brownstone. And today's guest is a hardworking actress who is rapidly on her way to becoming a household name because of her recurring roles in two highly successful TV series, which will be airing this year. In the final season of This Is Us, she plays Mandy Moore's faithful nurse, Lila, who helps her and the family through the ordeal of dementia. And starting May 6th, You can see her in the highly anticipated sequel to the wildly popular Amazon crime drama, Bosch, which ran for seven seasons and concluded last summer. In this new series called Bosch Legacy, our guest plays a rookie police officer named Paulina Calderon. You may also recognize her from a number of other TV shows, including ER, Without a Trace, Vida, NCIS, Good Trouble, and iCarly. And she was very memorable in the role of Laura Jones in last year's TV Christmas movie, Mistletoe in Montana, co-starring Melissa Joan Hart. She's been acting since she was four years old and appeared on Broadway in The Lion King at the age of nine. This multi-talented woman has a cosmetology license and a bachelor's degree in psychology. She's also a passionate advocate for increasing and enhancing the rising presence of the Latino community in the TV and film industry. I am delighted to welcome Daniela Aracuente to our show. Danielle, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Oh my God, what an entrance, like wrap it with a bow. There you go.
0: (laughs) Well, can you believe you've done all that at such a young age?
1: No, you you said it and I'm like, wow, who is that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's you, darling. And I'm so impressed that at the age of nine years old, you were playing young Nala in The Lion King on Broadway. How did you get the part?
1: Oh, my God. You know what's really, really crazy is back then, it was literally like an American Idol type of audition process. I remember that very vividly, even as a child. Like, we went through, I mean, I would say 10 plus auditions and then went through a summer boot camp where we stood a couple weeks, just rehearsing and learning. I mean, it was thousands of, of girls going out for that role. And I don't know, I made it. <laughs> have long, no idea how.
0: <laughs> how long were you in the Lion King?
1: How it is with kids. It's like, we grow so fast. So usually they do six month runs with kids, but I made it, which is, you know, not kind of unheard of. I made it for a year. So I did two contracts with them. So that means I was doing a good job. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Would you like to do another Broadway show at some point in the future?
1: I'm I'm so glad you asked that because a dream of mine, maybe not like the cap end of it, but I would love to return to the Lion King on Broadway, but as Big Nala. Wouldn't that be
0: amazing?
1: Come on, like just a full circle kind of thing. Oh my God. It's such a dream of mine.
0: You know what? Put that out there to the universe because that could really happen.
1: It's out, okay? You heard me, God. <laughs> it's out there.
0: Your parents must have been very supportive of your show business aspirations because at the age of 15, you moved to Los Angeles with your mom to pursue your acting career. That was a big step in your life, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, you know, I am so grateful. I mean, both my parents are not showbiz kind of people. They're both in law enforcement. And then my mom, but they've always, always, whatever me and my brothers wanted to do. There were like a hundred percent, thank God behind us. All right, you want to, you want to be a clown this week, or you want to sew or what, whatever we wanted to do. They were for it. And at 15, I remember, you know, there's a lot of theater in New York, you know, there's not a lot of TV and I really wanted to get on TV. So I said, mom, you know, uh, what are we doing here? Call my agent. They're not calling me enough. We got to get to LA. And it was so awesome because My mom was retired at the time and she decided, she said, you know what, I want to go to law school. So she went to law school. Well, I came out We both came to LA and long story short, she's a successful civil rights lawyer out here now, and I'm doing my thing.
0: And isn't it cool that you're being interviewed by a retired judge?
1: (laughs) Full circle kind of thing. Full circle.
0: The The universe makes no mistakes, baby.
1: No, 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 no. And you know what? It's my life. Both my parents being law enforcement and now my mom being a lawyer. It's like, all I hear all day is depo this, depo that. I'm like, ah, I'm the creative one.
0: <laughs> you know, Danielle, it takes a lot of guts for a child to be a performer and to have the confidence to put yourself out there with so much competition and rejection in this industry. Where did you get your confidence from?
1: You know, I'd have to say my parents. I mean, my parents are always, very, very positive and they always look at the glass half full. Uh, For example, I always say like they're sitting both of them are sitting inside of a burning building and they're like, everything's fine. Everything's gonna be great, you know? And I'm like, the building is on fire, guys. And, And I think they just have that attitude from being police officers. So that's been very helpful for me. I would also say my faith and standing in who I am because I have to, not only for me, but for other girls watching, you know, little girls that are like, I wanna do that one day. I gotta, I gotta stand strong and I can't try to fit in the box of what the industry wants. And somebody's gonna take a chance on me like they have in these shows. Well,
0: I understand that Jennifer Lopez and Rosie Perez were two of your role models when you were growing up. <laughs> what was it about them that inspired you so much?
1: You know, they were them. They were them, you know, and they were unapologetic about it. You know, looking at Rosie Perez and White Men Can't Jump or Jennifer Lopez and Selena. When I first saw them come out, I was just like, wow, that reminds me of me. And like, I remember in, as a little girl, I would reenact a lot of scenes that they did. And for it was so important to see that for myself. And so a dream come true. I'll put that out there, too. I would love to meet them one day <laughs> and maybe work with them, which would be phenomenal.
0: I think it'll happen. Thank you. Now, yeah. at a certain point, you decided to take a break from acting and to study cosmetology and then psychology. What made you decide to do that?
1: You know, I remember I was doing it for about three years. I came out here when I was 15 to L.A. And at 18 years old, there was a moment where I feel like the industry was a little bit harsh on again opening the door up for minorities and uh body image. And I was still growing and developing as a woman. So I started to realize and I, I'm so grateful again for my parents who always instill the foundation of like going um, introspect and and really going inside and really like, all right, is this making me happy? What's going on here? And I was starting to not really focus on the craft anymore. So I said, let me step back. Let me try some other things. You know, behind my head, I'm like, stuff that can still help me with my acting. So I did a psychology degree, which definitely helps with human behavior and cosmetology, which is very, very helpful because I want to make sure I have very curly hair. I'm like, I want to make sure these hairstylists know what they're doing. (laughs) So I did that, went in the industry. I did psychology, worked in a treatment center for about a year, worked in in a hair salon for about a year. And I believe after having my son, I, 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 had a, I had a baby, there was a moment where I said, how can I sit there and tell him, go with what you want, regardless of what naysayers say, if I don't. So I, 2019, I jumped feet first. I mean, a year straight of just studying. The industry was very different. When I was in the industry, there was no such thing as self-tapes and all casting directors and stuff like that. They all moved on. So I didn't have much connections. So I just started from the ground up. I had no agent, no manager, hit every workshop you can think of. I I went class after class. I learned self-taping techniques. I got myself a whole setup, landed a manager, then landed an agent. And then my first rollback was Vita. So it was just, all right. Now we're cooking over here, but it's a lot of hard work uh, going back to what you said. And I I think that break was very, very beneficial for me.
0: I think it helped build confidence. And I would imagine that the training in psychology helps you as an actress.
1: Big time, big time, because I think even if I'm playing like in Vita, I played a bully to the main character and it was hard at first because I'm like the warmest, I'm a girl's girl kind of girl you know and that was hard but uh, having that psychology background it was like you can as an actor it's a story to tell and you have to find that compassion for that person or why you don't have to agree with it but why they do the things they do and what I found in that character was she grew up in East L.A and these girls are coming in and they're changing her environment. They're making it more upscale. And the, the abuela down the street, you know, is not gonna have her little shop anymore. And so she was like, no, these are my people. She may have went about it in a different way that maybe wasn't beneficial, but you can understand.
0: Because she felt threatened.
1: Yeah, and maybe we don't express it the, way, the right way, but you can just have some understanding and compassion.
0: Now, as I mentioned in my introduction, you co-starred in a wonderful romantic Christmas movie entitled Mistletoe in Montana with the fabulous Melissa Joan Hart. What was it like working with her?
1: Oh my God. She is awesome. Oh, I loved her so much. She is from back East like me. So we had a blast. She was super chill. You would think, I mean, come on. I was like, Shaking in my boots to say hi to her. And she hung out with the whole crew. There was no like, you know, uh, weird energy. She was so down to earth. And we had a blast. I learned a lot from her and her mom, Paula Hart, who is the executive producer and does a lot of Christmas movies. They were awesome to work with. And it was very chill set.
0: Now, as you've mentioned, both of your parents are retired New York City police officers. And now you're about to be seen as a rookie cop in Bosch Legacy. Did your parents give you any tips on how to play a convincing police officer?
1: Yes. You know, I remember going into that fitting and uh, I group text my, my dad and my mom and I send a picture of myself and my dad's like, oh my God, you look like your mom when she was in uniform. And it was such a beautiful milestone in my career. And yeah, I had some tips, definitely. right before I got to set, I asked, you know, like, you know, how would you approach the situation? I asked my dad, but then I also asked my mom, because I feel like being a Latina, being I'm, I'm only one, and, and being a woman, it's like you approach situations very differently than you would a man. So I learned the more tactical part from him. When you're approaching the car, make sure it always Put your hand on the trunk, make sure it's not open. Always have your back where you can always cover quickly when you're walking. Um, you're not going to stand broad. But then with my mom's situation, I'm like, if you're in a tough situation, she's like, you know, you get, use honey, you know, that's what she says. She's like, you can talk anything down. You know, if you try to be macho to macho. It's not good for, you know, a woman out here. Um, y- you're going to get a lot more done. A lot of people just want to be heard. So that was very helpful.
0: I can't wait to find out what your parents think of your performance.
1: I know. So it airs May fifth. I'm like, I'm scared. Cause he's going to, my dad, you know, he's definitely like, let me see if she can do it believable. So I'm on the edge of my seat with that one.
0: And you know, I have a feeling you're going to end up playing a lawyer one day and your mom will be coaching you again.
1: Yes. I want to play it all. I definitely want to see. I've been grateful enough right now to not be a uh, put into a box. I've played many different types of characters. And I hope that continues because I think it's very important to for the Latino communities to see Latina women in professional roles and, and different types of roles and in lead roles. And, and I can play a Christmas movie, but then also be a police officer, you know?
0: Well, you must be so excited to be appearing in one of the hottest and most anticipated shows. Bosch is such a hugely successful series. Congratulations, Danielle.
1: Thank you so much. I am beyond grateful. You don't even know. And that set, everybody in there is just so amazing and talented and I can't say enough.
0: Well, your career is really on fire. In addition to your upcoming role in Bosch Legacy, you're playing an important role in the final season of This Is Us as Mandy Moore's nurse. Tell us about that experience. Oh my
1: God. Another like pinch me moment. (laughs) Mandy Moore, I'm like, are you kidding me? Sterling Brown? They. It was again. I've just been so fortunate. Amazing set. It for an actor was like a master class. I remember my uh, first scene there, and it was the first take. And I was shaking my boots. They never knew it though, because I played it super cool. It's like yeah, yeah, no problem, you know. So I'm going in, and I remember they shot out the lines, and it was like two or three takes, and it was like everything was so effortless and easy. And they tried it so many different ways, and I said to myself holy crap, Dana, you better pull it together because this is a masterclass, girl. And it was, I mean, from top to finish, professionalism on the set, when we were sitting and holding and we were all getting to know each other, they made me feel like I was su- just as big as them, which is, you don't see that. You know, it's its very unheard of for big stars like that to be like, tell me about yourself. And I'm so happy you're here and gave me hugs and congratulating me. I'm just like beyond myself. They were, they were it was like family.
0: You know, that is very unusual because many many guests on my show have told me that when they guest star on a TV series with a cast that's been working together for a long time, they are already a very established unit and you feel like an outsider, but you seemed to make yourself so popular and and appreciated right from the beginning.
1: You know, again, you know, you'll find sets like that too, and and I think... I really pride myself. I'm just going with the flow. I connect with the energy. If I feel the energy like they want to stick to themselves, then I'm having a good day over here, man. And like it's not first in my bubble, you know, but if there's an, a a moment to engage and connect, I'm all for it, and I just try to go with one one foot ahead and um stay positive.
0: You see, I think your psychology training helps you with that as well.
1: Yes, I agree with you, yeah, it's big time.
0: When I was doing my research, I saw that you're currently making a movie about the first black samurai. Is that correct?
1: Oh, yes. My, my, yeah, one of my really, really good friends. He's going to be so happy about this. My good friend, Cal. He is... He came up with this. He knew, I actually, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. I don't know if you know that. And um, I grew up in martial arts my whole life, uh, boxing, kickboxing, all that stuff. Huge fan of UFC. So if any tickets are out there, I wanna go. <laughs> but, so he knew that about me and he made this movie and he's an amazing martial artist black belt in karate. And he's like, Danielle, you want to lead in, in this movie? You know, it's, it's super like, we're just all getting together as friends and, uh, you know, low budget. And I'm like, yeah. So anytime I'm not filming, I'm with him, just helping him out and, and filming with him because that's how it is keeping those connections. And I can't wait one day when his movie wins all these awards and I it could be a part of it.
0: Oh, absolutely. And as I mentioned earlier, you're a strong advocate for increasing the presence and visibility of the Latino community in the film and TV industry. Do you think the Hollywood establishment is doing enough to create good opportunities for Latino writers, actors, directors?
1: I, I think it's a, especially like 2020 and stuff like that, it, it's a big step forward. There's a lot of great mo- you know, moves that we're making, but of course... We need much more and and more standing as a unit. Um, I know uh, John Huertes, who's on This Is Us, just came out with, just teamed up with All of This Is Us cast to do a big movement for the Latino community. So I was like beyond grateful for that. But, you know, one step at a time and we're going to do it and uh, just keep trying to expand.
0: Well, I want to ask you where you see yourself in five years. Would you like to have a recurring role in a long-running series?
1: Yeah. You know what I'd really love? I'd love that. I'd love to be a series reg. I would love more than anything to be on that silver screen one day, to be in a big movie, box office movie, or um, just always to continue playing different roles that challenge me, that move me forward in my career, expand my talent and to show that to the Latino community that I can be in Shakespeare and I would love to be in Bridgerton and I would love to be in Yellowstone, which are just totally different. And those are dreams of mine, just great shows that I can just expand myself.
0: Well, I have no doubt that it's going to happen because you have an energy. I have to tell you this, we've done hundreds of shows. You have an energy that absolutely pops right off the screen, right into my heart
1: you're
0: gonna make me cry. No, but I, I really can sense the passion, the humility, you have a lot of gratitude about where you are, and where you've come from. You have tremendous optimism. I think the martial arts also helped you with confidence. And when I look at your work, you're incredibly gifted, because your acting is seamless. We can't tell you're acting at all.
1: Thank you so much. I mean, it comes from a lot of training and a lot of letting go and trusting and and, and just trying to be in the moment. But thank you. I really appreciate that.
0: Well, I'm so happy for all your success, Danielle. I think it's just the beginning. You have a brilliant career ahead of you. I can feel it. And I really hope you'll come back to our show to promote all your future projects.
1: I definitely will. This was so enjoyable. And I thank you so much for being so kind.
0: I thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and I wish you the best of luck with everything you do. And I hope, you know, I'll be on the other side of the screen rooting for you.
1: Yes. May 5th airs Bosch and it's going to be on freebie, which is Amazon bought freebie, which used to be IMDb TV. So May 5th for that. And then this is us. My first episode airs May 2nd, which is the episode Miguel and on three episodes, after that okay guys make sure you watch
0: we will all be watching thank you again for appearing on our show
1: thank you thank you have a good day
0: our guest has been Danielle Aracuente. my name is harvey brownstone thank you to our producer steve silver thank you all for joining us see you next time thanks for watching be sure to check out all the great interviews on the harvey brownstone interviews
1: youtube channel don't forget to subscribe and ring the bell to be notified when new videos are posted